Live from the studios of KTAR News 92.3 FM, it's the Whitfield Nursery Garden Show with Brian Whitfield. Everything you need to know to grow. Call Brian with your questions at 602-277-5827. That's 602-277-5827. The Whitfield Nursery Garden Show, now on KTAR News 92.3 FM and the KTAR News app. Welcome back to our number two of the Whitfield Nursery Garden Show. Obviously, I'm not Brian. This is Jay Harper filling in for Brian this week. And we'd love to take your call. 602-277-5827 is the number to call here on 92.3 FM KTAR on the Whitfield Nursery Garden Show. And uh, we'll try and help you as good as we can. It won't be as good as Brian probably, but we'll do our best. And Teresa, thanks for calling. How can we help you today? Uh, yes, I am new to gardening, and I planted a tomato tree. And the tomatoes are, are coming through, but the bottom of the tomato is not ripening. The bottom of the tomato is not ripening, or is it turning black or brown? Yeah, it looks mushy. I guess yeah. you could say it's black. Okay. What's going on? Well, it's, it's what we call blossom end rot. Uh-huh. And it's common on tomatoes, um, usually in hotter weather than this. But um, typically, it, it can be caused from a couple of things or a combination of things. Um, it can be from calcium deficiency. I don't know if you heard earlier we talked about using gypsum um, uh-huh. in the soil to help open the soil up. It also helps kind of reduce salts or alkalinity um so that's one thing you might try they do make a a spray that you can spray on the plants that will help prevent blossom end rot it won't once it occurs on the tomato there's no clearing it up um but you might uh head down to the nursery and get some blossom end rot preventer it it comes in a little ready to use sprayer and you can spray it on the vine and it certainly will help your situation the other thing that you might try doing is watering sometimes irregular watering will cause it Uh so try and get on maybe a little bit more of a regular watering pattern if possible um, you can still use those tomatoes. You can just cut that end off. They're not totally okay. ruined, although it will start spreading up into the tomato if you don't catch it in time. So it's not a total loss. Um, oh, okay. But, uh, yeah, that's that's what could it, it is. Oh. Go ahead. I'm sorry to interrupt. No. Um, could it be that I'm not watering enough? That's what someone makes. Possibly, yeah, I I guess irregular watering or not enough water um, can can cause it. Sure, you might try, maybe not increase the frequency of the watering, but maybe let it run longer when you water, give it a more thorough watering. Mm -hmm. Okay, I will do that. Thank you for that information. Okay, you can report back, okay. I I will, goodbye. Thank you very much. And we're going to go out to Tolleson and talk to Jerry here on the Whitfield Nursery Garden Show. How can we help? Oh, hey. uh, Thanks for taking my call. So, um, yeah, I've been uh, noticing the uh, uh, the clouds that uh, are forming in the morning, how they kind of 
uh, emanate from a, a central point on the horizon, and then as you watch, these clouds start forming spokes, and they <clears throat> kind of <clears throat> look like a <clears throat> like a foxtail fern <laughs> spreading out in the sky, and then they just kind of create a haze. Can that, uh, you know, <clears throat> produce this uh, this uh, low? I mean, this uh, climate change that we're looking at. You're saying we're doing lower temperatures. I could that have an effect? Don't know, Jerry. <laughs> I am not a know. I am not a climatologist. I have no idea what's causing us Nobody's to. Nobody's have... talking about it. Nobody talks about it. You yeah. see these streaks in the sky, and it used to be that way. Hmm. Um, they just produce this haze, and I think we're that's probably what they're trying to do is cool down the earth. You think? Okay. Well, thanks. Yeah. Uh, I appreciate the call, and uh, we'll uh, we'll look into that. Rita, <laughs> thanks for calling from Gilbert. How can we help you this morning? Hi. Hi, Rita. Oh, hi. I didn't hear you call my name. Um, I have three oleanders that I planted in April of last year. And the flowers are dying on them. As soon as they bloom, they die. And it's really, it's odd the way they're growing. They're shooting up like tall. I, I would swear in the last few days, they've grown a foot. And they're right now. They're as about as that one is about as tall as I about five feet. And I don't. And then the bottom part of this one particular one, when the um, branches grow, they when they grew out from the bottom, almost immediately they went down to the ground. They're just they're real long and gangly. Mm-hmm. Flowers dead. But the branches are trying to lift off of the ground, but they're only up a couple of inches. It's not like they're laying down. How, how old are these oleanders? April of last year. Okay, so they're young plants. They're growing. Yeah. They're growing fast. When you get fast, very fast growth, it's going to be a little floppy at in places. Um, you know, you can you can prune those branches back a little bit that'll make them a little stronger or not worry about it for a while till the plant Should gets Should I prop them up with a no, no, or anything? No. 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 You want them to be bushes, right? You don't want it to be a tree, correct? <clears throat> no, I don't want it to be okay. a tree. If if it really bugs you, you know, you can do some selective pruning and either prune the entire limb off if it's too low to the ground and flopping on the ground or just Take it back a little bit from the end, and that will help you know make it a little sturdier and stronger. Um, or just don't do anything at all for a while. They're young plants, and and they're and they're fast growers. This is the time of year oleanders are going to grow really fast. Yeah, you know, wouldn't surprise me if they grew a foot in a in a few weeks. Um, a few days. Yeah. As far as the <laughs> as far as the blooms on oleanders, they only the actual. Each individual bloom is only going to last a few days or a day or two. They they bloom, they dry out, and they, you have continuous blooms on there, usually through May and June. 
Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, they're they're going to dry up and fall off and blow around, and then you get new ones, and you know, it's, it's nothing to be too concerned about. Just they, they really look kind of silly. But I, I understand. I'll trim them from the bottom. Yeah, if you want to shorten them up and, and make them look a little, a little less floppy, yeah, then, will, then you yeah. can do that. There's no issue with that. I think I'll, I'll shorten them up from the top too, because yeah, if, it's just that'll like make them that'll make them bushier step. and stronger and more compact until they, you know, they yeah. start to get a little bigger so stems. It doesn't have. You don't think it has that disease, that oleander disease, right? Well, the scorch would actually turn yeah, the, turn the whole limb or leaves. Eventually, they just look like they've burnt up. Like, uh-huh. you know, okay. it's, that's not what's going on here. It doesn't sound like. No. Okay. Now, I think no. everything you've got going on is very normal for a new a new plant. I wouldn't worry and too much. And then should I continue watering them like um, uh, a couple of times a week? It's like every three days or so. And I'm watering them. Is, is it a drip system, or how do you how do you apply the water? Um, it's a um, it comes out of one of those black hoses. Yeah, drip system. Okay. Drip and, system, and how long yeah. does it run when you run it? About uh, fifteen minutes. Yeah. See, so Not what? About. We got it set for fifteen minutes. Yeah. The the problem with how you have it set up, drip those little drip emitters put on water at a very slow rate, you know, maybe only a gallon an hour or two gallons an hour. So in in 15 minutes, you might only be putting a, a quarter, a, you know, a, a, a quart of water on that plant. Mm-hmm. Now, you can imagine if you yeah. imagined a quart milk jug and you went over there and poured that on the plant, that's not very much water. No, it's not. So I would run it a lot longer, you know, for several hours. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because you're only going to put a couple of gallons of water on in a couple hours. Well, yeah, because it runs so slow. Yeah, yeah. So run it a lot longer, and then you don't have to do it as often. You know, you you may still have to do it when it gets really hot, you know, 105 or so a couple times a week on a new plant or relatively young plant. But Mm -hmm. right now, probably once a week, if you ran it for a couple hours, would be adequate. Okay. Okay. Should I use that uh, for the rest of my flowers? I mean, I don't have a lot of flowers. I have a mixture of flowers and agaves and that kind of stuff. Well, agaves don't even need even that much. Yeah, I, I. But I'm thinking about the ones that are flowering bushes. Well, what are they? <laughs> I'm not going to tell you what to do until I know what we're doing. What kind yeah. of plant you have? <laughs> the, the ones that are very popular and. Um, they grow like weeds. You Bougain- hardly have to water them at all. Bougainvillea? Nope. Okay, They're well, round, come in, in yellow. Some are some that I see out there are well, pink. Uh, I mean, are they red. doing well right now with what you're doing? Um, well, I planted them too in April of last year. So they've been in over they a year. They've like, been in over a year. Yeah. And they're yeah. Do- and they're doing okay. They're doing okay. I thought they'd be a little bit bigger than what they are, but... Maybe you need to lower your expectations. (laughs) 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 I would say you're you're probably doing okay, Miss Rita. 
Okay, good. All right. That's good to hear. Okay. Thank you very much. Oh, you're welcome. Okay. 817 here on the Whitfield Nursery Garden Show, and we'll be right back at 92.3 FM KTAR. Want to get on board? Give us a call. 602-277-5827. 602-277-5827. Down these fields in the hot summer sun. Over by the gate, Lordy, here she comes With a basket full of chicken and a big cold jug of sweet tea I make her little room and she climbs on up Open up a throttle and stir a little dust Just look at her face, she ain't a fool in me She thinks my tractor's sexy it really turns her on She's always staring at me While I'm chugging along Welcome back to the Whitfield Nursery Garden Show. Jay Harper filling in for Brian. Got a couple lines open. 602-277-5827 is the number. Give us a call. We'll see if we can... Uh, I can't probably help you with... Her thinking your tractor's sexy or not, but we might be able to solve a plant problem or two. Let's talk to Nick. Good morning, Nick. Thanks for calling. Good morning. Um, just had a question. Uh, Brian's helped me identify a tree in um, my mom's backyard, and it took a few days, but we uh, we nailed it down to a African sumac. All right. And it's it's the greatest part about her property. Um, but we're a little concerned with the bark seems to be uh, receding, uh, I guess would be the word to describe it. It kind of kind of like exposing the raw part of the wood grain and it seems to be migrating like a, across the branches, like, in you know, long ways. Is that something we should paint like that citrus paint on or something? Or do you know what's going on with that? Well, so what... Let me try and understand what you're saying. Is it, are you getting like an like it's opening up, like it's peeling away or peeling off? Is it disappearing, falling on the ground? What? Where's the bark going? Well, it seems to be receding, like um, like building up with kind of uh, rounded walls and you know and, and long tracks of it because um, these branches are every bit of fifteen to eighteen feet long from the ground up. Um, and it, we're just worried that it's going to weaken it, if or, or if you know we have to treat it to keep it healthy. Well, bark um, doesn't bark doesn't help strengthen the tree. There's not you know that no structural value in bark. It's you know bark is just sclerified tissue that forms. It's it's more of a protective you know uh, device than anything else. And certainly, if bark is disappearing and exposing, you know the under part of the branch that could be even exposing that, you know, the, the cambium or the xylem or phloem of the tree and causing it to, to then have permanent damage and allow that, not allow that part of the tree to take up nutrients and move moisture up and down the, the trunk of the tree. But uh, you, when you say it's receding, I'm, I, is it, is it actually pulling away or, or, I, I'm not well, really not, following. It, it seems well. It seems like a very long, you know, like a, like a very slow process because it's just a raw, really flat, smooth 
area um, that, that, you know. Is it on a certain it, side of the tree that it's doing? Is it all on one? Yes. Yeah, uh, on all the branches that it's happening, they're definitely at 12 o'clock. They're, they're, they're 12 o'clock high. Oh, they're just what? right on the top. Well, 12 o'clock pointing. So which direction well, uh, are we? Just straight up. Like, so, so the top of all the branches have that exposed um, area. On the top. So is the tree, ways. is the tree, does the tree have a lot of leaves on it? Is it a solid canopy? Is it opened up? Oh yeah. It's, it's, you know, we trim it back every year and it's, it's full canopy, um, as long as we keep the dead branches out, it just it it grows. It's it's doing great. It's just those, I those think if the tree is growing gaps. tree is growing well and, and seems to be healthy and growing fast, I don't think I would worry too much about it. Okay. Okay. I just I just make sure it, you make sure you wanna, give it good deep slow waterings through the summertime especially. Give it a very, very thorough okay. watering. Sumacs will uh African sumacs will start losing leaves in the hot weather if they're not getting enough water they'll kind of give you a a little bit of a heads up that hey i need more water um so if you see a lot of excessive leaf drop you may need to up the water a little bit but as long as it seems to be growing fast i i i don't think there's too much issue here okay and when you say deep watering you mean just lay the hose and let it trickle for a long time right exactly Okay. You, you may need to move it awesome. around every so often, but, you know, we're talking about watering for hours, not for minutes, okay? Right. Yes, sir. All right. Well, hey, have a great rest of your weekend. Thanks. You too. Thanks for calling. All right. Bye. Bye. Let's run uh, to Phoenix and talk to Scott. Good morning. Thank you for calling the Whitfield Garden Show, Scott. Good morning. Um, I have cucumber plants that are growing like crazy. I get flowers and I get cucumbers that are about maybe a half inch and then they wilt and die. What do I need to do? Well, a lot of times with cucumbers and squash, um, they'll actually look like they're starting to form a fruit and it's just the, it, just the ovary part of the, of the blossom. You never really actually got pollinated and got a fruit. Um, my guess is but you're I, just... I am getting... I'm getting little cucumbers now. No, you're not. You're not. I'm not. <laughs> it's okay. just the ovary. It's part of the flower that looks like it's going to start forming a fruit, but you're actually probably not getting pollination. Okay. It, it's, it's, uh, two things can happen. Uh, a lot of times, especially on squash, not so much on cucumbers, but on squash, they, they, the first few flowers that come out may be male-only flowers. The other thing mm-hmm. that ha- – or they're just not getting pollinated – um, and there, there's little you can do about that. Sometimes, you know, that'll just take care of itself. Um, there's just not a whole lot you can do. I, my guess is it will, it will all come around and be fine. Um, the plants, the vines look healthy. Otherwise, I mean, they're growing good and you're getting lots of flowers and everything appears yes, to be normal. Okay. Yes. Uh, you know, one okay. thing you can try and do, you can go out there with a, like a feather duster and you can, you know, run that over the the blooms and try and spread the pollen around a little bit. I've never, I've never found that you needed to do that. And like I say, sometimes just early on, you don't get, you know, good pollination and typically it'll take care of itself. Okay. Very good. Thank you very much. Oh, you're welcome. Bye now. Bye-bye. And Apache Junction, John, thanks for calling us. Uh, thanks for having me. Hey, 
We live out here by the Flatiron area in AJ, and we have a well-watered area in our lawn with the planter that we would like to put a topiary in. And we just don't know what type of plant would be good to try to develop a topiary figurine with that, you know, close to life size. What kind of exposure is it going to get? It's full sun. And, you know, it has plenty of water for that area, you know, but it's full sun. Okay. Do you want to plant something and start the topiary yourself or sign something that's already started? I don't know. <laughs> that's, that's a good question. <laughs> okay. <laughs> How artistic are you? Uh, well, my wife is very artistic, so it would be her. It, we're just struggling on what plant would be best for that. Okay. Well, if it's if it's hot, full sun, you know, you can you can topiary, you know, a lot of things, and and, and I don't know what you envision the topiary to look like, but you know, one thing you might find is find a small ficus ficus nitida they will certainly take the sun they're fast growing they're easy to prune um and you can you can make a nice topi out of those another a good plant not as fast growing but works pretty well is the uh ilex will fleming it's a type of holly but it'll take full sun and it's an upright upright growing uh Ilex and uh, like I said, it's called Will Fleming. That would that would be one you you sure might try. They do this with uh, upright type junipers. Um, you know, so any of the of the juniper varieties, you might even just go into and if you even if you wanted to do it yourself, go into uh, the nursery and take a look and see what they have that's already started. You might be able to find then something similar or the same plant that hasn't been started, and you could get an idea then what they might look like ultimately or what kind of ideas you might have as far as doing it. But those would just be uh, those would be a couple of choices that I think I might consider. Okay, well, thank you. And are they sensitive to uh, too much water? Because it is surrounded by a, a, a lawn that's well watered. Good good question, but any of those that I've suggested should be okay with with a fair amount of water. Shouldn't be an issue. All right, well thank you very much. I appreciate your help. You're very welcome. Thanks for calling us. And you're listening to the Whitfield Nursery Garden Show here on ninety two point three FM KTAR News. Yes, coming up on eight thirty in the bottom of the hour news. I'm Jay Harper filling in for Brian at Whitfield Nurseries. 277-5827-602-277-5827 is the number. We've just cleared all the lines, so we've got open lines. Get on board here, and we'll try and take your call, try and help you with what's going on here in this very cool, unusually nice June. Maybe it's because of the weird clouds that uh, the caller mentioned earlier. I'm not real sure about that, but uh, hey, whatever it is, we'll take it. It's 92 degrees. We're going to be 92 degrees here on the 11th of June here at KTAR 92.3 FM. I'm the son of a third generation farmer. I've been married 10 years to a farmer's daughter. I'm a God-fearing, hard-working combine driver. Up the road on my p p p p power chugger lugger lugging five miles an hour on my internet. 
Three miles of cars laying on their horns. You're listening to the Whitfield Nursery Garden Show. I'm Jay Harper filling in for Brian this morning. We're taking calls at 602-277-5827. Steve from Gilbert, how can we help you? Well, I just wanted to find out if you're still with us. I'm a voice out of the past. Did a lot of business with you, brothers and father. I'm still with uh, you. <laughs> so what are you doing? Are are you uh, active or are you taking it easy? Well, I still, I, I, I went to work for the Hickman family selling uh, oh, orga- sure. organic yeah. fertilizers. Um, yeah, cool. So the other stuff that comes out of the chickens. So we sell that to, <laughs> to uh, organic farming Nurseries, uh-huh. landscape, golf courses uh, is Amazing. organic fertilizer. So well, that's great. That's yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you landscape my house in Moon Valley. We did a lot of planting there in kind of a real nice area with good airflow and had a lot of subtropical plants. And I was a concrete contractor. Oh, I, I know that. who you are now. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> anyway. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, you poured some concrete for me in the past. Yeah. Yeah. You still uh, well, do you still have the bakery over there? I got out of that. Huh? Do you still have the bakery over there? Yeah, we have a coffee shop and I've just recently installed a little nursery in the back, which is, you know, kinda in my blood. So we sell some and, fertilizer uh, to uh to uh the uh, farm over there. Oh sure. Yeah. 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 Great. Yeah. Use our I, stuff. I just this is something I just recently developed, so it's been about six months and I'm Stocked it with some very unusual plants, and well, you, you know were, we had the space, so I kind of poked it in there. You were always in, but, the, in yeah. the lookout for something unusual, as I recall. Exactly. Yeah. Well, we were. We actually had a nursery. We had a little mango nursery down on Baseline Road, where we sold, you know, exotic fruit oh, trees. We were yeah. the first. Sure. We were the first people to bring in tropical fruit trees. You know, I remember as a country. As a contractor, I was in everybody's backyard, you know, and I, we did a lot of stuff for the government, Hispanic families down south. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and they never read the book saying this won't grow or that won't grow. And so I found out that, indeed, many things do very well here. You know, mango well, among one, the One of the fun. first things I learned as a young nursery guy was you just, you, would ne- you just don't tell people that won't grow here. No, exactly. Because <laughs> if you want to. And you guys really didn't read the book. Willing to work hard enough at it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But we're really flourishing down here in Gilbert. It's a great community of wonderful people, and uh, they, they frequent the coffee shop and and it's just been great. And I'm so glad that you're among the living. You know, the people are starting to peel off when they get our age. You know what Rumor, I mean? Rumors of my demise have been greatly exaggerated, yeah, as yeah. they say. Yeah, that's right, Mark Twain. Well, Jay, it's so good to hear your voice. And I'm so glad Thanks, that, Steve. you know, Brian got a little chance to have a break and have someone of your caliber to fill in. I think I think his wife appreciated it. <laughs> I bet. I bet she does. Yeah, really. So are you? So everything's fine. I mean, you're all good, you're feeling good and active. Yeah, yeah, still working every day, working hard. Around, you know, yeah. got grandkids. Yeah. I think that's what keeps us around. 
I'm in my mid seventies now, and I, if I had known I was going to live this long, I'd have taken better care. Yeah, of well, myself, yeah, I'm you know? dealing with a lot of that sun stuff. You know, I spent like yeah. you know, a lot of time. Oh, I know out of you the sun, are fair so. skin. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. It's it's. I have the same thing. I look at my arms; and they look like something from out of the swamp. You know, <laughs> like alligator skin. I uh, I resemble that remark. Yeah. <laughs> well, Jay, it's so good to hear yeah, you. We need to catch up one of these days. Okay. Yeah, I'd love to. I'd and, love to have a cup of coffee with you. I'll come by and see. Well, you. I wish you'd swing in there if you're making a delivery. I'm the janitor there, so you know I'm up there that uh, often. Yeah. I, well, Kelly has a couple uh, of pallets on order, so I will uh, when we yeah, when we take it over there. there. I'll, I'll just, come look you yeah. up. Yeah, great, awesome. Well, thanks for taking my call hey. and. Hey, yeah, you know, bless you, friend. Take care of yourself. I appreciate hey, it. Thank you. So long. Bye bye. Bye bye. Daisy from the Superstition Mountains. Are, are y'all looking for the Lost Dutchman's gold mine, Daisy? What are we doing? <laughs> no, uh, uh, I have a question about uh, a coral plant that I bought from you. Oh, like 12 years ago? Mm-hmm. Or not really 12, it's uh, 2012, 10, 11 years. Okay. And it's doing pretty good in the spot where I planted. It's like, you know, five, uh, eight feet tall now. And it produced beautiful uh, red flowers. But nobody seems to know exactly how to take, take good care of it. You know, so far it seems to be doing okay, but I would like to know how do, can I do better? Like, you know, the little spiral thing that comes out, when the flower dies, do I cut it off or just leave it alone? Well, you've had it for 10 or 11 years, and it's uh-huh. done okay. <laughs> I'm not sure yeah, I can help okay. you. <laughs> oh, okay. How can I make it bloom more? Like, it, it doesn't bloom that frequently. Well, you know, do you fertilize it at all with anything? Uh no, not really. Okay, well, you might try that. So let's uh-huh. let's pick up some fertilizer, like a like a something that says it's for something flowering, like a rose food or you know a blooming type plant fertilizer, and, uh-huh. and follow the directions and use it accordingly, and that probably will help you get more flowers. Uh huh. But what do I do with the little spiral thing that comes out at the end? Well, if it, you know what I'm talking about. Does it dry up after it blooms? Uh huh. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Just trim it off. Just, just trim it off. Trim it oh, back. Okay. Yeah. As soon as the flowers, you just cut it back. Okay. And another question is: uh, I love blue hibiscus, but I can't keep it alive. It just die on me. What do I do? Well, blue hibiscus can be can be a little bit funky to take care of. They oh. usually the thing that that bothers them more than anything is overwatering. Uh-huh. So, you know, sometimes just watch how much you water it. Might be okay. keeping them too wet. That would be my best guess okay. without seeing, but that's usually what they're, does them in more than anything. Okay, does it need like a sunny spot, a shady spot? Uh, they do best if they can get morning sun and maybe mm-hmm. a little bit of shade in the afternoon, you know, sh- okay. protect it from the real blast of hot afternoon sun if you can. Okay. Yep. How about midday? Oh, middle of the day shouldn't be any problem. But if you can keep them away from the hot afternoon sun, especially if they're not up against the reflected heat of a wall that's getting hot afternoon oh, sun. Oh, okay. 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 And another question. Could you recommend some of the flower that would uh, thrive in the shade? 
things that bloom in the shade. Well, plum, the shade. plumbago does generally fairly well in semi-shade. Oh, okay. uh, Ara- uh-huh. Arabian jasmine will bloom in fair amount of shade. There's a plant called Ixora, uh-huh. I-X-O-R-A, Ixora. They also call it jungle geranium sometimes. That'll do, that'll do pretty good in the shade. Uh-huh. All right. There's three good ideas for you. Okay. All right, great. And uh, a number of years ago, I bought a plant, Zero Pretty, from a nursery. It has a purple flower with yellow stuff in the center. The flower is kind of big. And the plant itself would uh, reproduce through the root. You'll travel and then come back again, not a, come back in a different spot. But unfortunately, the rabbit ate all of it. Mm. And I don't know what the name was. Was it? I don't know how to buy it again. Well, why would you want to buy it again if the rabbits are going to eat it? Oh, because it's so pretty. I thought we could. I could just, <laughs> <laughs> if it's if it's the plant, I think it is. It's probably Ruelia, and the rabbits just will devour it. I, you know, I. Oh. You should try it again, but I think it's Ruelia, R-U-E-L-L-I-A, Ruelia. Look that oh. up. Okay? Okay. All, All right. righty. Thank you so oh, much. Oh, you're so welcome. Okay. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. And let's jump out to uh, Awatuki and talk to Ann. Good morning. Uh-oh. Can you hear me? I got the, I got the wrong line. Sorry. We're uh, we're learning on the run here. I got you, Ann. How can I help? All right. We when we moved into this house about eighteen years ago, there's a hedge of oleander. We're on the golf course in Awatuki, so there's a lot of dust kicked up. But after the rain this spring, we got lots of flowers, pink flowers, and we deadheaded them, and we took care of it. We watered, and we're still watering, and now. Uh, my husband trimmed the hedge at the top and to make it neat, and now we haven't got one flower. I need to know how to get some flowers back. No, I you... did put some Miracle Grow on. I don't know if that is right. It's just gonna ha- it's gonna have to grow new new tips or terminal ends to bloom. You cut off all the all the blooms when you trim the top of it this time of year. That's where the blooms are going to occur. So there's nothing you can do other than just to wait and let it grow new tips or new ends, and then it'll reflower, hopefully. Tell them to not, okay, not don't trim it in the time of year that it's blooming. You want to trim, okay, old, so trim, trim them in like February or early March, and then let them grow out and bloom through May and June. Okay, well, that answers that. I appreciate your help. You're welcome. Okay, glad we could help. It's uh, coming up on 845 here on the Whitfield Nursery Garden Show, 602-277-5827. We just hung up, so that opens up a line for you to get on board for the next 15 or minutes or so. We'll try and take your call, 602-277-5827 on the Whitfield Nursery Garden Show. As we sat on the front porch of that old gray house where I was born and raised Staring at the dusty fields where my daddy worked hard every day I think it kind of hurt it when I said, Daddy, there's a lot that I don't know 
But don't you ever dream about a life where corn don't grow. Well, we're probably not going to talk much about growing corn, but uh, we could. Actually, the uh, the local uh, corn stands for locally grown sweet corn are, are open. Uh, Freeman's Corn Patch over in, in uh, Mesa, and the Kerr family kids out in the Buckeye area, and all kinds of places selling locally grown sweet corn. Just got to, you got a quick like a month of it here until about the 4th of July. If you want to get out and get some good local grown sweet corn, I, I picked some up the other day, man, it is, it is awesome. So take advantage of that. Um, let's go out to Avondale and talk to uh, Lois. How are you? Hello. Hello. Lewis. Sorry. This I, is Willie. It's Willie. Oh, Willie and Avondale. <laughs> yeah, well, what we, we got the right line. We'll call you late, <laughs> just as long as we don't call you late for dinner, right? <laughs> I just call Lois. Anyway, uh, what's a good apple to put in? Well, there's a couple of apples that'll that'll grow here. Anna has been planted here for a long time. Um, Dorset been planted here. I've seen people grow. A number of different varieties of apples here. You got to look for stuff that, you know, with any of the fruit trees, the uh, deciduous fruit trees, apples, apricots, peaches, plums. What you got to look for is how many hours of winter chill um, they require. And the lower amount of winter chill that they need to produce fruit, the better they're going to do here. Uh, so we only get a couple hundred hours of winter chill and on average in different places here. So if you're looking for one, make sure it's low chill requiring and it should do okay for you. How about, uh, are they self-pollinating or do I need like two of them? Well, that's, that's another, that's a great question. Um, so you want to, you want to look for that if they're self-pollinating great, but if they need a pollinator, then they'll also should tell you which varieties would be the best for pollinating. So, those are those are good questions to ask when you go into the nursery to to select an apple tree is chill hours and does it need a pollinator and if so which is the best one to pollinate it. Uh, so, oh, okay, so if you, if they say it need a pollinator, they'll tell me the other variety I should put with it. You certainly want to ask which one they'd recommend. Yes. Okay. Hey, also I have another question. Have you heard about? Uh, they're changing the active ingredient in Roundup to something different because them lawsuits are killing them. Do you know what that active ingredient might become? I do not. Okay. I do not know. Obviously, most people know about the lawsuits, but I don't know anything about what they might or might not be changing that to. I'm sorry. Okay. Thanks a lot. Yeah, you're welcome. Okay. Bye-bye. Brent and Gilbert, good morning. Welcome to the Whitfield Nursery Garden Show. Thank you for taking my call. I um, I got some advice about a year and a half ago from Brian on planting. Uh, I've been having some trouble with my gardenias and put in a Miami Supreme, and this year it just did wonderful. I must have had over 50 blooms on it. So I want to plant a couple more in the same area. What's the best time of year to plant those? 
Well, I would probably wait till fall now on on gardenias. Okay. I mean, is it, they they do like the warm weather, but you know, trying to establish establish one right now going into what <laughs> what sooner or later yeah. is going to be hot weather. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. Probably isn't the best idea. I'm not saying okay. you can't do it, but if you were to ask me my choice, I would say wait till you know wait till this fall. Okay, great. Thank you for the advice. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Take care now. Let's talk to Lucy. Good morning, Lucy. Welcome to the Whitfield Nursery Garden Show. Good morning. I used to listen to you all the time, and it's wonderful to hear your voice again. And back in the late 70s, I used to work on 7th Street across from your little nursery that you had there many, many, many years ago. That that goes back a day or two. (laughs) Oh, very much so before it all became tall buildings. Yeah. Like the old days. I'm a native Phoenician. Um, Grew up just north of uh, Les. I knew Les Whitfield. My father was a good friend of Les Whitfield. My question, when you talked about the Exora, is that the I-X-O-R-A plant that has the little orange flowers? Yeah, they can be orange. There's yellow. There's there's a few different. Uh, and you said that it grows best in the shade. Well, it will grow in the shade and bloom in the shade. Um, I wouldn't plant it in hot, intense, full sun. It'll certainly take some sun, though. Well, I've moved it, and I, I've got it in some shade, but now it's not blooming. When it was getting more sun, it was blooming, but I'm just, you know, I've got an umbrella kind of over it, and that's like, okay, do I roll it out and put it in the sun and then take it back? Is that well, you is don't that want to move it? You don't want to move them back and forth. They need to get acclimated to where they're growing, and sometimes just the simple fact of moving it might disrupt the blooming process. Okay. But they will bloom in pretty deep shade. Okay. Okay. Then Gara. Um, what I've got some in partial shade and some in full sun. A couple of them blew me in the full sun. A couple of them blew me in the shade. What is the trick to these? Well, I don't know if there's a trick. It sounds like you're doing okay. They'll take, you know, a fair amount of sun. Um, they'll take full sun. They probably do best. My suggestion would be if they had morning sun and afternoon shade or a little relief. Okay, that's, from the what very... they're, that's what about eight of them are getting, and the other four are like getting full sun. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're blooming a lot more than the ones that are getting morning sun, afternoon shade. Well, for, for right now, they I'm sure they are. It's just we'll see what happens when it gets hotter and more intense. But, um, you know, it's that's that's one of those plants that, you know, sometimes you just got to find the exact right spot where they're the happiest. But if you were to ask me where to put it, I would say give it where it gets a good half a day of sun or more. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because I've killed a I mean, what past, plants I've What killed. plants really wouldn't appreciate afternoon shade here in the summertime? I mean, almost every, <laughs> if you could find oh, that, you, truly, just can't, you just can't find that in the whole yard, right? There's only be one side of your house you'd have plants on. <laughs> Well, I have a home in Cave Creek, and I have shade from all those trees for many, many years, but I don't want to live there anymore. Take care of that. But thank you so much, and it's so good to hear your voice and all of your information. We do enjoy it. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for calling. And going to dive over to to uh, Mesa and talk to Scott. Hi, Scott. Hi, how you doing? Good, how are you? 
fantastic. Got a Chinese elm that is dropping all of its leaves in a front yard that gets water for grass. Hmm. Not sure why. Dropping all of its leaves, huh? Yes, not not a few. The whole tree just went like it was going to go dormant. Wow. And and you're, how often are you watering the grass? Uh, every seven to ten days. Do you water the tree in addition to that at all? No. Well, that's probably what I would do. Take the hose out there, let it run really slow, maybe even overnight. I like to just trickle it, go to bed. Turn it off when I get up the next morning. That tree right, probably cool. is not getting an adequate or a deep enough amount of water if you're only watering with the turf about every seven days. So uh, you might have stressed it out a little bit. Okay. All right. Well, we will try that. Thank you, sir. Okay. You're welcome. Have a good day. You too. Bye-bye. Holly and Scott still got to make it quick. We've got about a minute, but we'll take your call here on the Whitfield Nursery Garden Show. Okay, my mom planted lady slippers in two planters in her on her patio, and um, they've grown. Uh, this is a couple years ago, and they've grown ever since. But we've never seen flowers since we initially got them. Well, they are not a, like a consistent flower. All mine at home are flowering right now. How much sun do they get? Um, not a ton. They're uh, they're no, they on need- a patio. They need a good amount of sun to bloom. So you may just not get a lot of flowers on them because they're not in enough sun. Okay. And no, um, okay, thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Take care now. All right. Bye-bye. Well, that was a fast two hours here on the Whitfield Nursery Garden Show. Jay Harper, uh, thanks for calling. We appreciate it. Talk to you later.